Welcome, everybody. I am Jesse Mogul, and thank you for joining us on the American Contingency Podcast. We are a united nationwide community of steadfast Americans ready for any challenge that comes our way. We inform, equip, and train so you can prepare, respond, and recover from any man-made or natural disaster or situation. And how are you doing out there? National Preparedness Month has been a blast. It has been really cool to look at all the different ways in my own life that I may or may not be prepared, oftentimes not so prepared, and really working out a uh, plan to get more prepared. Through the process of gathering up my resources and checking my list twice and making sure that everything is there um, that can possibly be there, right? I live in a world where, you know, financial commitments and resources have to go to certain other things. So I can't immediately go out and buy a Generac like my dad's got. I mean, yeah, sorry, that's just not on the wish list for right now. Well, it's always on the wish list, but it's definitely not on the I'm going to get soon list. Uh, Even Santa's got a limitation to his budget. So, As I've been guiding you all through our different various speakers and our different uh, ways of making sure that we are preparing ourselves for any given Tuesday, I thought, how fun would it be to really wrap all of this up in the September National Month of Preparedness around some principles that guide me in how I behave and how I generally go about my life. Um, In my other job out there. Um, I run a couple different podcasts and one's called From Sobriety to Recovery, where I help people seeking addiction recovery and guide them through different various psychological and emotional tools that can help them achieve that. And my other one is called College Success Habits, where I help people in college uh, hopefully not take on the behaviors I did in college that led me into addiction. And I wrote a book for the College Success Habits podcast years ago called uh, My Seven Powerful Principles to Excel in College and Beyond. And I thought, well, this is very now associated for me that um, as I'm going through my master's and I'm doing all these things in my career, but also within myself and my relationships, spending this month preparing to have resources, gathering up uh, a list of people to help me, memorizing phone numbers, knowing um, how to get around in my city of Google Maps and things of that aren't working, I realized, wow, I'm really utilizing the principles from this book on a day-to-day basis. And I thought, well, what if I showed you how I'm using all of these principles within my American contingency work, within my preparedness, within my resourcefulness for what it is I'm doing on my end to make sure that I don't ever have to look at my family and say that I'm sorry, right? How am I thinking ahead? How am I being proactive in my discipline to make sure that whatever I can have figured out is figured out, that there's a plan in place that I can be flexible from, Tom brought up once, thinking one of the earlier ones, and I'm pretty sure it was a general who, you know, kicked some Nazi tookish, who said, plans are priceless, but planning planning is priceless, plans are worthless. I seem to get planning and plan mixed up all the time when I go to say that. And that's just how much I love that quote. Planning is priceless. Plans are worthless. Plans really do have a very strategic function. It allows us to think outside of our bubble and start saying, okay, well, what could I be doing moving forward? But as soon as we go to take action on that plan, there is a very good chance that we're going to need to be flexible from it. So let's utilize these principles and then talk about them amongst the 12 categories that we cover 
If you are not already following us on social media, then I highly recommend that you do. We've got some amazing posts over there about handheld radios, self-care. Recently, um, our Colorado group uh, did a triage training um, for its members out there, uh, did some tactical combat casualty care, just did some land navigation kind of training. Just absolutely fantastic. There's a picture of that over on our Instagram. That is the Amcon Network. That's where you can find us at. That's A-M-C-O-N-N-E-T work, Amcon, A-M-C-O-N network. That's where you're going to be able to find us. Of course, there's conversations over there about having alternate forms of income so that you can be prepared for anything that might happen financially and you're not just solely relying on one source of income to keep your life and your family and your just your living situation stable. Great stuff over there. And of course, you can find us um, on Facebook as well. We've got a private group, American Contingency, over there. I highly recommend you check that out. We post a lot of great content there. Um, any one of these platforms can get you over into our membership area, and we would love to have you. We have just an extensive network throughout the entire country. Wherever you are, there is generally going to be, well, I know we're in every state. It's just a matter of whether there's somebody near or not. And if there's not, you could be the one to start a local chapter. So definitely go check all of that out. If you are into the socials, um, if you're not, that's fine because you're here with me right now. So let's discuss how the principles that I like to live my life by can be utilized when it comes to what it is you're seeking to do within your own life. And the first one that I talk about in the book is developing a growth mindset. This idea that we are not fixed as who we are today, that there are opportunities for us to grow each and every day. For a lot of people who've never looked at preparedness and might have some warped sense of what a prepper, quote unquote prepper is, based off of some TV shows back in the day, making everybody appear a little ludicrous and probably extreme, Um, certainly there are those people and, you know, hallelujah to them because they give me some great ideas. (laughs) Never even thought about that until I saw this dude put it in an underground bunker Um, to each his own. I'm not going to fault anybody for how they choose to prepare. I am going to be monitoring how my mindset around what it is I can do for myself and my family and loved ones can grow. How can I realize that I'm not fixed, that nothing about what I am today dictates who I will necessarily be tomorrow? There's a lot of people who are like, nope, people don't change. They are just who they are. In my general experience is that people will change when push comes to shove back up against a wall, if you've never in your entire life fought a bear and now you find one backing you up to a literal wall, in that moment, you're probably going to figure out a way to at least throw a punch at a bear. What happens after you do that punch is there's a lot of variables, but I may have fixed myself into this idea that I can't be prepared for the outdoors. I can't afford to have three gallons of water per person per day for 21 days. I can't figure out how to store a bunch of food in my you know, studio apartment in Brooklyn. I can sit there with that fixed mindset about what I can or cannot do. And that's just congratulations. You get to continue being the same version of yourself you were yesterday. Yes, I am fully aware having begun to budget out money for preparations for you know spring, summer, and here comes autumn, and then here comes winter, 
realizing that I am in, in an area that can have inclement weather and ice storms. And if you're in a hurricane zone or you're in a blizzard zone or a tornado zone or earthquake area, yeah, I can understand that financially being able to set aside resources to get things that would make life immeasurably better if one of these cataclysmic slash catastrophic things were to go down, it can seem a little bit like a lot. But we're not asking you to buy 75 items today. Same, go find one. I, back in Los Angeles, I told you this story. Me and my roommate started just accumulating these uh, five-gallon water jug things you could buy at the grocery store for like $2. Had a little spout at the end of it. And we went to Home Depot and bought like a $30 really super hardcore um, big container with a snap waterproof lid. And we put it on our back porch and threw a tarp over it. And that's where we kept our food provisions and our water provisions, figuring that if the building fell based off of the angle at which our back porch was in response to the angle for which the apartment building was located, that there's a pretty good chance that it was going to fall inwardly. And therefore we'd be able to get to that Tupperware container. I say Tupperware, like it was small. It was huge. It was like six foot by three foot. It was ginormous. Uh, But that was that growth mindset where we said, yes, we might be living in a small Hollywood apartment, but we can still figure out a way to have some provisions. If you lock yourself into this mindset that you're in a small living situation or it's full of things and it's cluttered and there's no room you know, I've seen things on YouTube where you can build shelves above doorways. Uh, there's amazing organizational st- uh, structures and techniques that are being developed and shown all over the place on social media. There are ways to find the space if it's important to you. And that's where we want to be developing the growth mindset. We don't want to be sitting there stressed and anxious that an earthquake, tornado, blizzard, ice storm uh, might hit, you know, trying to hide in our house and peeking through the curtains like, oh my goodness, what happens if something bad goes down? At the same time, much like we buy car insurance and homeowner's insurance for the what the hell just happened moments, we want to begin to accumulate resources for those own what the hell just happened moments to be ready for any given Tuesday. When we move over into the second principle, It's cultivating courage. And this idea of courage, whenever it comes to preparedness, is realizing that fear is inevitable. I don't think that courage is the absence of fear. I think it is the taking action regardless of the fear. When we're thinking about our shelter and warmth and a hurricane is hunkering down on our house, I have no doubt. I have been through hurricanes. There was a fear. Oh my goodness, it's 120 mile an hour winds outside. And I'm pretty sure I just saw a piece of straw pierce through a tree. Like this is some scary stuff going on. Anything could break at any given moment. I still was courageous in making sure that we had put the plywood over the windows and we had filled the bathtub up with water. I was in college for a couple hurricanes. We really filled up the bathtub with ice and a keg, but I'm trying to sound a little bit more professional in my late forties. But in college, it was like, how much Chinese food can we buy for a hundred dollars and how many kegs can we put in the bathtub? But regardless, we were thinking of provisions, just probably not the most helpful ones considering the situation, but it was that courage. Are we thinking about if we're outdoors and somebody slips and falls and they break their leg, they twist their ankle? Do we understand the medical requirements for that situation to build a splint, to be able to gauze up a cut or a wound? 
are we ready to take that on? Because if we're out there in the wilderness with someone and they go down or we go down, our very survival could be dependent upon that person's willingness to step into a version of themselves they may not necessarily think that they are. That developing of the growth mindset very much plays a role in going out on these amazing adventures and saying, I'm the person who goes on amazing adventures. Or are we prepared if something goes sideways while we're on that amazing adventure? When our Colorado group was out there doing the land navigation and the tactical training and doing the medical response, they were very much stepping into this place. We want to be courageous in these moments. We want to go through them. We want to train on them. This will cultivate our courage. This will allow our membership to feel more capable when the time desires and needs you to be ready. How are you thinking about where you can be cultivating courage? And we've discussed this countless times, whether it was Noel coming on the show, or whether it was Denny G talking about when we train, we go through scenarios. This creates courage within us. And from that courage of going through the training, we then feel more reliable and capable of taking on the medical, the health, these aspects that could very much become of something in a moment's notice. You twist your ankle out there on a mountain. Somebody doesn't know how to splint that. You've lost your mobility. Your health is of a concern. You could be looking at an overnight stay out in the wilderness. Do you have shelter? Do you know how to create warmth for yourself? The difference in those is being a story on the six o'clock news where they find hikers frozen in the middle of a cavern or coming out of that a few days later and being the success story. Being decisive is principle number three, making a decision. Depending on the variables of a decision that needs to be made, some of them very much so can be made split second. Paper or plastic at the grocery store. Seriously, how long do we got to think about this one? Yes, it'd have been great had I brought my reusable bags that are always in my trunk into the grocery store with me, but that's not what I did. So paper or plastic. I realize that I can have a lot of uses for paper. Did you know avocados that are not ripe in a paper bag with a banana and rolled up so that the gases from the banana stay within the bag with the avocados will ripen them within 48 hours. That's why I liked having paper bags. There's a lot of other uses, but I wanted to make sure you knew about that one. (laughs) Being decisive is making a decision. Do you want to get a generator? Do you want to get some plywood for your windows? Do you want to have three gallons of water? Make the decision. Be courageous and say, you know what? We're going to have these things and we're going to get the training we need. We're going to go out and we're going to be decisive and then we're going to take action, principle number four. Decisions mean nothing if you don't take action upon them. We are not what we say we're going to do. We are what we do. What habits have we formulated? What principles do we stand by? What decisions are we making and how are we taking action on these things? Learning basic navigation, checking your vehicle for readiness, developing a communication plan, getting all of your important documents like the deed to your house or your passports, your social security card, getting everybody's in one location so they can be grabbed at a moment's notice, putting together a bug out bag. It could bring about a ton of anxiety and stress because while you're putting together a bug out bag, you're thinking, man, I might very well need this if all hell's breaking loose and I got to get out of my house and I might come home and there's no house. 
posted something on the My Ready Plan uh, at My Ready Plan on Instagram. And a long time ago, I think it was earlier this year, um, there was this massive flood in Yellowstone, and there was just this sensational house that was right upon the river. And because of the flooding, it started to eat away at the riverbanks, and it ate so much of the riverbank away that eventually the river swept this ginormously beautiful house into the river, like damn near kept it in one piece as it was doing this. It was rather phenomenal. Just the whole thing. Go over there and watch it. It blows me away. If those people listen to this show or are a member of our community, then they generally would have a bug out bag. They'd have all their important documents and they'd be able to grab up whatever they could grab up as this flooding was going. But they probably left televisions and computers and some things behind because there's no way they could have possibly have thought that their house would literally be gone. But here it is, river just sweeping it away. So what were they able to get out of that house? How did they take action? Knowing that they were in a floodplain, knowing that while these kind of floods don't generally happen, but once every like generation in Yellowstone, it still could happen. Your house is still pretty close to an untamed river. How prepared were they? How prepared would you be to take action to get out of your house, to have your important papers, to have your medications, to have your pet supplies and your pet ready to go? Do you have a communication technique in order to get to your neighbors and find out what's going on with your house? Or if the roads are awash too and you can't even get out of your area, do you know some places that you could pull off and hunker down and create shelter and warmth? Have you taken action to go survey your local area and come up with your evacuation route? And where might you be able to sort of dip off behind a barn if that evacuation route just isn't going to work? And now there's 14,000 other people on that same road. What are you going to do? One thing that Tom brings up a lot when we talk about this is if you live in a major city, then figuring out a couple different evacuation routes to get out of the said city, like in Los Angeles, and then finding some storage facilities uh, within that area that you could get to on a quarter tank to half a tank of gas. And then putting supplies, fuel, and I know fuel generally is frowned upon to being inside of these places, but you know, if you're trying to make sure that you're a survivalist, if all hell breaks loose, you might end up bending a rule or two. I'm not giving you permission to bend a rule or two. I'm just simply saying, I know what I just said might sound like bending a rule or two, but you create these storage facilities. Let's say, again, you live in Dallas. You might have one going north to Oklahoma City. You might have one going northeast toward uh, Louisiana. You might have one going southwest towards El Paso. And I'm not saying that financially this is easy for all of us. It's just something he brings up. So once again, like the avocados and bananas, I'm just giving you an idea. You do with it as you will because you're the kind of person who takes action. Number five in the book is embracing discipline. What is it that you're doing each and every day to create something amazing for yourself in your life. We focus so much on family and community and building these bonds and being there for one another. Because the whole idea of humanity is to build connections. In my addiction recovery show, I talk about the opposite of addiction is connection. Because when we feel connected as humans, then we feel more inspired to do amazing things in our lives. I mean, this is studies have been done. Humans desire love. We desire connection. It's one of our basic human needs. 
Look no further than shelter in place during COVID when we were all told, don't leave your house. Don't leave your house. Breathing on somebody could kill them. And so we stayed in our houses for so long binge watch shows of Tiger King, and we became more and more dissociated from our relationships. We began to grow further and further apart. Obviously, we had Zoom and other communication methods like that, but still not the same as going and looking somebody face-to-face. When we embrace discipline, we think about ways that what we're doing each and every day can build up our physical health, can build up our emotional intelligence. We can learn new things to add to our mental acuity. We can build a strong foundation of our spirituality, whether that's religious or it's just simply paying attention to your morals, ethics, values, opinions, beliefs, habits, principles. All of these things come into play. It will serve you no good if you've gotten all of these contingencies in place, all of these resources, and you've prepared to the nth degree for a natural or man-made disaster just to find yourself so lacking of physical fitness that when it comes time to throw on your bug out bag that you can barely carry it for you know a mile down the road whenever you're not even trying to huff it up a hill. How is your physical fitness doing? Could you handle the exertion that might come from having to walk miles if you had a flat tire or if the road has been damaged due to an earthquake or washed out due to a flood? Do you have things in your car like a different change of clothes and another pair of shoes and resources and water there so that you can follow forward to getting to your destination or to your recovery zone or whatever you have determined to be your emergency contact area to locate those that you love? Taking action and being disciplined works on so many different levels our home, our family, the way that we lead our communities. These are things every single day, whether we are consciously thinking about them or not, they are on our unconscious mind's mind. They are a focal point. We do so much to work hard and save our money and to be there for our loved ones and our friends and our family members and you know, to be a member of the community. And then there's times where we let ourselves down physically or emotionally and it's, you look back and you're just like, Frick, now I got to say I'm sorry to myself? Like, I'm sorry, Jesse. You really should have read about that one thing. <sighs> okay, well, okay. How can we be prepared for the next time it might happen? Yes, building out a whole system where you've got storage units all around your city determining whether you need to escape to the north, south, east, west, or any other variables on that you know compass realm. I know there's a really cool word for it, but my brain just let it slip. That's great and all. And that's like a tangible thing you could go to. But how are you also building that out in your own resiliency? which is what Lori Moreno talked about when she came on, I think, on episode seven. Do you have that emotional resiliency? If you need to go north, south, east, or west with your own mental uh, and emotional health, do you know how you might be able to, let's go to the next principle, exercise flexibility. All plans are great. All plans are great until you get punched in the mouth. Right, That's a Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali quote, and that ties in nicely to the planning is priceless, but plans are worthless quote that I brought up earlier and so beautifully botched. You want to be able to exercise flexibility in your life. 
Yes, we can have homeowner's insurance. We can hold regular family meetings to discuss emergency scenarios and what we would do. We can be monitoring our financial planning and, our, and what strategies we're utilizing to make sure that we are stable within our own economic field. We can be checking our vehicle for our emergency preparedness kit and planning alternative routes. We can be developing communication plans and securing our home. We can be organizing medications and knowing what kind of refrigeration is needed for for certain medicines, we can make sure that we could grab our dog and its favorite chew toy in three point seconds flat if the situation desires that kind of behavior. But once we start moving forward on whatever plan we've put in place, are we able to exercise flexibility? Have we thought about contingencies to the original plan? <gasps> Did the word contingency just show up in that sentence? And also, it's an American contingency, the name of our organization. Is literally one pathway towards your safety, one pathway towards your stability, one pathway towards feeling like you are securing you and your family and everybody that you love. That's not enough. It's great to have one. Not going to tell you it's not. But boy, you better have some contingencies in place. You better have an ability to be flexing off of that. It does very, again, let's go back to that original. It does very little good to have all of this stuff and then not be able to carry it down the roadway. And I'm not saying that we want to have a 200-pound backpack, but there are certain things that we know we want. Are we prepared? Have we trained? Have we practiced carrying that big-ass bag up and down a hill? Because we might need to do that. But that's the physical aspects. Where are we also showing ourselves some flexibility emotionally? Are we practicing responding to situations rather than reacting to situations? One of the disciplines that I teach uh, in my alternate life is called is about the kinds of d- disciplines. There's the proactive and there's the reactive. And I'm huge on talking about reactive because when we think about this idea of, of being reactive, it's how are we responding, reacting to unforeseen circumstances. The third one is proactive discipline, where we're thinking ahead. So when we're embracing this discipline and, and growing ourselves to be flexible, now we get to look at it through three different lenses of discipline. Are we actively being disciplined? That would be going through an emergency preparedness drill with your family. Uh, a reactive discipline on that would be throwing in a couple different curveballs to make sure that the family is able to flex off of the original plan. One of our guests had talked about how this couple's house caught on fire. One of them was in the backyard. One of them was in the front yard. And they both ran back inside to try to save the other one. And ultimately, they both perished because they didn't have a plan in place for if something went down in the house, where would they meet? A reactive discipline says, okay, house on fire. We're both outside. Let's meet at the big oak tree with the swing on it. And then there's the proactive discipline, which would be that right there, planning proactively for how we're going to respond to something. How are we going to be prepared? So then we can eventually get to the recovery aspect of this. And being flexible off of any original intention or plan that you have is of the utmost of importance. It'd be awesome if we could lay out a plan for our disaster relief, or to be able to uh, go to local preparedness groups and talk with them and learn all this awesome stuff, go home and just lay down a plan and say, all right, sweet. That is absolutely 100% going to happen exactly the way I planned it. No need to think beyond what I just trained for. We have a lot of military people 
in our organization because they are proactive. They understand to emotionally ground themselves in situations where others might react. And they are actively disciplined. You look at our armed forces, this is like what they teach. So then when we get them to be in our group now, they get to bring these resources and they get to train and they get to teach and they talk about them in a way that's much more intimate than just coming across somebody at a grocery store and looking in there and seeing 30 gallons of water and being like, hey, what's up with that? Oh, I like to prepare for things in case they go sideways. All right, cool, man. You take care. No, that's just a passing conversation. Did that really implant something into you? Our members make sure that we talk about why we're doing things. Why do you want to have a bladder for your bathtub so you can fill it up with as much water as possible? How would you heat up that water if you needed to drink it? Do you have potable water if things go sideways? Need look no further than Flint, Michigan, or Jackson, Mississippi to realize that things can show up out of nowhere and they can stick around for a long time. And that's where we're going to close up with the seventh powerful principle from my book is embodying tenaciousness. Are we being a a person with tenacity? Regardless if there's an obstacle, if there is a danger, if there's something that is literally in our way, not just metaphorically, but literally in our way, dangers, difficulties, obstacles, are we willing to go over them, around them, through them, under them, whatever you need to do? train birds to pick you up and fly you over the mayhem. Are we a person with tenacity? Do we wake up each and every day saying, I am going to do to the best of my abilities to take care of myself, to take care of my family, to take care of my community. And I'm not going to be actively learning new ways to be that person because you have a growth mindset or you wouldn't even listen to this podcast. You clearly are seeking to learn new things, and we offer you the opportunity to learn a vast array of things through our membership site. We have spent tens of thousands of hours building up that website, making sure that we're putting trainings out there, helping coordinate with our regional and our state and our local chapters to make sure that they're able to offer trainings, offer information that's cutting edge, that's breakthrough, that's there. You can go on YouTube and watch a ton of videos. Are you taking action from that? If you are, congratulations. I love your discipline. I love your tenacity. I love your ability to take action. But at some point, we sort of run into a roadblock where a Google search or a YouTube search doesn't really give us a succinct answer for how we can be flexible off this one plan that we have. How many different contingencies should we have for this one particular area of our 12 categories? We run through so many categories because these are the ones that we have figured out everything else fits under. Food and water, shelter and warmth, health, medical, security, defense, mobility, outdoor skills, communication, income and economics, home and family, community leadership, situational awareness. These are extremely important. And when you develop a growth mindset, cultivate your courage. It says, okay, I can be courageous. I can learn new things and I can take action upon those because I made a decision. I'm going to be decisive. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to take action. Now I'm going to take action and each and every day embrace the discipline that comes from taking that proactive action. That takes active discipline each and every day. It'd be awesome to just make a decision and be like, boom, I'm there. That'd be like saying, you know what? I want to go to the grocery store. And then just getting in the car and just sitting there waiting for the car to magically just appear you know, at the big box store. No. 
you got to push a button or put a key in and turn it, and you actually got to you use your feet to slow it down and speed it up and stop it completely. And then there's a circular thing in front of me that if I just don't hold on to, the car just wants to drive itself off the road. I, now I got to steer too. Oh, I got to watch out for all these other people. That's life. Things are flying by us rapidly. Are we taking action? Are we being disciplined? And are we being flexible so that if the way we had chosen to go to the store, if the way we had chosen to go on the hike is interrupted by something that was unforeseen, do we have that responsive discipline where we have thought through things and said, okay, if somebody twists their ankle, this is how we're going to get ourselves out of the forest and to safety so that we can get them the proper medical attention that they desire. And then each and every day being tenacious saying, how can I show up 100% for my friends, for my family, for my community, and most importantly, yourself? Because in the end, if you let yourself fall into disrepair, you're no good to the people who need you when they need you the most. Physical fitness and emotional intelligence and getting yourself grounded and not yelling at people and starting arguments just because they don't want to hear it your way or believe it your way, that benefits no one. Great. You get to walk away from that conversation being like, yes, I want it. I showed them hot dogs should only have mustard. Ha! Ketchup eating loser. That doesn't benefit anyone. And there's a very good chance that the person who likes ketchup on their hot dogs is still going to enjoy ketchup on their hot dogs, no matter how much you yelled at them. Learning to ground yourself emotionally whenever you're prone to reacting is one of the more advanced way of taking situational awareness and making it part of your own life. Your mental acuity and the information you're taking in, clearly that matters. You're listening to this podcast. You're listening to me. I would highly recommend you go over to the American Contingency Membership site for less than what it costs for a value meal or you know, a couple Starbucks coffees, you can be a part of one of the most expansive nationwide networks of people who are ready to help you be prepared when you need to be ready the most. No doubt you will find people who equate with you morally, ethically, spiritually in that regard, whether you're into religion or not. There are people who have a foundation of living their lives by ethical principles. Are you surrounding people in your life like that? National Preparedness Month is multi-layered. There are so many different things to take into account. It'd be great if it just meant having you know some extra bullets in case you're in danger or some extra matches in case you need a fire or some extra water in case your neighbor knocks on the door. Yeah, those things we can think of, but we can't think of everything. And that's why a strong community is fostered by American Contingency to be that resource for you when you need it the most. When you are ready to take your life from massive uncertainty that it seems to be on a regular basis, because that's just the world, the world did not wake up to ruin your day. The world did not say, you know what, I think I want to make the alarm not go off, the kids scream, the coffee maker not make coffee automatically, they're definitely going to get stuck at every red light. Oh yeah, let's have them leave the refrigerator cracked so all their food spoils. Oh yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. Oh yeah, let's make sure that the front door of their job doesn't open for them. Uh huh. Oh, yep, they left their lunch at home. That's great. Let's make sure we do that. Oh, and then let's make sure we put a big car accident right up on their favorite 
route home. Life doesn't manipulate the existence of time in order to ruin your day. It's just life. That's the uncertainty we want to try to help alleviate you from. If any of those things happen, what contingencies do you have in place to be flexible off of? Taking you from some level of uncertainty to some level of certainty is what American contingency is all about. And when you're ready to build the skills, the network, and the confidence to be ready for whatever comes next, come on over. Join us at AmericanContingency.com. We'll be waiting for you. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.